You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 39, Cultivating Your Village Series, part four. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Welcome back to Cultivating Your Village. Today is part four, and we will be discussing on this episode, when are we establishing our boundaries? And some of us might be thinking, oh, I don't need to set boundaries. But if you've ever found yourself in a situation that one person's expectations were way different than yours, and then it's causing codependencies, and then you have to figure out, how am I going to back out of this relationship without hurting the person's feelings? Because now our lives are so merged together. So if we set these boundaries up and be really honest with our inner core people, then you're more likely to avoid those types of situations and have to figure out how am I going to walk away completely? So we are going to chat about how do you figure out what your boundaries are, yet are you being close enough with your village, but also knowing when to set boundaries? When are we establishing our own boundaries with the people in our inner core and knowing that they will respect us when we do that. And if they don't, then we may want to reconsider who our village is, because if you don't set up the boundaries, you're always going to disappoint them. So I hope you guys are inspired to really figure out what your boundaries are, what makes you feel comfortable and feel comfortable enough to voice that to your people. So let's go to the show. Melissa, thanks so much for coming back on the show. So happy to be here. So we are on part four of Cultivating Your Village, Mm -hmm. and we are discussing boundaries and how to establish that. Absolutely. And when we look at the concept of when, uh, we need to look beyond the measure of time, as we discussed in the where of Cultivating Our Village, but we need to look at what it means to establish healthy boundaries. Uh, Respecting boundaries in relationships really helps us to be vulnerable in a healthy way. And it fuels the trust and the overall success of those relationships because that's what we want, right? We want successful, healthy friendships and relationships. Right. Yep. And that's really important. So it comes into play when we understand who's in our village, Mm -hmm. what our expectations are of ourselves and of other people, and where we're investing the most of ourselves. Right. We talked about the inside the home, outside of the home, how that looks and emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, all those aspects of us and and how we're using those things to cultivate the village around us. Uh, I think the first and foremost we need to look at and we talked about we touched this in our last episode um, was our marriage and it's understanding that the person whom we're married to is the most intimate person in our village. When we cultivate our village, we're also cultivating theirs and recognizing as well that the people that they're having relationship with become a part of your village in some way or another. So boundaries in our marriage. So defining healthy boundaries is absolutely critical. It's crucial. We want to have healthy relationships. Well, guess what? We really need to have healthy marriages. So one of the boundaries, and I'll give you a great example, my husband and I have established in our marriage is we are never alone in a room or any place with a member of the opposite sex. And it's funny because it it sounds easy enough, but Amber, you'd be surprised at how many times it'll come up 
And all of a sudden, it's a red flag for me because we have established a boundary that we openly discuss and talk about with one another. And a really great example was uh, really good friends of ours, really good friend of my husband's. And he, he and his wife, they're a part of our intimate village, and they just live down the street. We spent a lot of time with them. They were coming over for family dinner. And my husband had stepped out of the home, and he was waiting for his wife. To, he thought my husband was in the home, and he came over. And all of a sudden, it was that m- split-second moment when the first thing out of my mouth was, my husband's not here yet. He had, he'll be right back. And, he, and out of his mouth was, you know, my wife hasn't come home from work yet. She'll be right here. This is a boundary. They have the same boundary in their marriage. So it was like, okay, do you want to come back in five minutes? <laughs> because we recognized it was a healthy boundary that was already set. And we respected that boundary, which was awesome. Uh, and I think it's absolutely critical. I remember the first time I heard it uh, from a friend of mine. I learned it from someone who was three steps ahead of me. And I thought it was the craziest thing because I was unmarried and had male friends. And it was not, you know, an inappropriate relationship at all. These were just male friends. And then all of a sudden you walk into a marriage. Those relationships and friendships need to change. And, you know, we had to learn the hard way that healthy boundaries are critical. So understanding there are boundaries in your marriage. Uh, There's a a concept that we hear an awful lot about, and that's for the career. The career mom would really identify with this. It's the work husband and the work wife. And, you know, we'll watch television and we see it in movies and it's something that they, that's I've I've seen referenced so many times I think it's a coin phrase you know we've we've seen it on TV and it's this whole concept of you have your home spouse and then because you invest so much time in your career in the workplace you have this workplace spouse so it started to make me think what what does that look like a work husband or a work wife these are the people that you're sharing the intimate details with of your life inside the workplace. So the only thing missing is what you and I can guess is missing from that relationship. But everything else seems to be fair game. You're opening up to one another. uh, You're developing this relationship. I'd be very uncomfortable thinking that my husband had a work wife, someone that he was discussing even our marriage with. And having that intimacy develop, that's naturally going to happen when you allow yourself to be vulnerable and you start building these uh, walls of trust and lines of communication with other people. We need to understand that these are danger points. Right. These are red flags. Mm -hmm. Members of the opposite sex for us, as, especially as married women, cannot be the people who are in the innermost intimate parts of our village. And that's going to be really hard to understand for some peeps, for some women. Right. And I can tell you with um, all conviction in my heart, you can maintain a friendship and do it well by respecting healthy boundaries. My husband and I have a really crazy story, and 
and it's a long story and I won't get into it now, but we dated for nine days and he asked, we got engaged. We didn't know each other from a hole in the ground. I had never kissed the man. We got engaged to be married. My husband had someone that he had dated for about six years Mm. and they broke up when they, when he was finishing college, I believe. And she lived in another city, and he had maintained a friendship with her. They, be, as he it, and she described it, it was very much like a brother sister relationship. But it was six years of their life. They lived a lot of intimate details of life together, and he had a relationship with her for a long time. They had a very strong friendship long before I came into the picture. And I came into the picture, and we got engaged, and she embraced me which was absolutely incredible. Wow. Do you know that it took her 11 years before she realized the day that he and I got married, they, those two had never been left alone in a room together. Mm. It took her 11 years before she recognized it. Wow. It can be done. Well, she was in our wedding. Wow. She stood, <laughs> yes. She she wore one of the bridesmaid's dresses, but stood on his side oh. at the front of the altar. It can be done. You can maintain a friendship and have a connection with someone. The reality is, is you have to let your spouse into that friendship. And for my husband, God bless him, because he recognized that for him to maintain this friendship with someone that he deeply cared about, she needed to embrace me and have a relationship and a friendship with me. And we did it, it but it took time. Yeah. It took time for her to learn to trust me. Right. And it took time for me to learn to trust her. But here we are. Yeah. Almost 14 years later into our marriage. Yeah. And she is still an important, a very important person in mm-hmm. my husband's life. Yeah. But the boundary is different. Right. Of course. The relationship just looks different. Yeah. So that can't happen. Yeah. Speaking of friendships, there's got to be boundaries in friendships. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of us are going to relate. Yeah. So, you know, for us to be able to have healthy boundaries in relationships, we definitely have to go back to all the things that we've already discussed. Are we using our moral compass to pick the people that we're most intimate with? You know, what are our expectations of those people? What are the expectations we have of ourselves? What are those people expecting of us? Right. You know, are, where are we investing our time? You know, all of those things go into the building of boundaries. How invested are we in the intimate details of other people's lives? How often do we cross the line mm-hmm. between being a gossip and sharing our heart and what we're struggling with with somebody else. Right. Well, and I also think, too, it's hard because um, you could end up having a codependency. Right. Which is not healthy. So there's that balance of boundaries and codependency and but then also being close. And so I do think that people struggle with that, you know. And then I think if you do start building a codependency, it's like you're it's like you're putting them at the level of what you would have your husband even though I'm not saying to have a codependency um, on your husband, but then you're getting upset at them because now you've put them into a whole different level, right? Because there's, you've now crossed those boundaries, right? But you want to be close to them. So that is always, I feel like tricky, right? Because you're trying to do life together. You're trying to share 
you know, your stories and be honest and vulnerable and you want to be able to rely on them and all that stuff. But then where's that line that you cross over that you're now you're codependent. Right. And that is kind of scary, right? Because you don't want to be that, but then you're trying to be close. So I do think there's this um, balance that people have to try to figure out. And I, I think that the point is, is when you've crossing boundaries is when you're finding yourself getting really upset a lot of times. Yes. Because if something's happening on their end, then you probably have now crossed boundaries. Absolutely. Because we're allowing our emotions to dictate how we are reacting to these people in our lives, not responding to them. There's a very big difference between reacting to something Mm -hmm. and responding to something. We have to be responders, not reactors. But how do we do that? Well, let's be honest. It takes practice. You're going to react a lot Mm -hmm. when you need to respond. But when we can start to take ownership of our stuff and the things that we struggle with and not put our expectations upon other people, again, it opens the floodgate of vulnerability for those people to learn by your example. You're setting an example, whether you realize it or not. It's not just your kids. You're setting an example of how to be a friend to the people that you want to be friends with. Right. Right? And so when you establish your boundaries, the people that love you and want to do life with you are going to respect them and set their own boundaries in place. Someone who can't respect your boundaries is probably not somebody that you should be having on the most intimate part of your village. Right. It's You're going to be butting heads with that person an awful lot because you're going to feel like you can never measure up to what they're expecting you to be. Right. When you don't understand that boundary, then you just become a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And when we're people pleasers, that's when we become codependent with people. Right. Yeah. And I'm not respecting my husband's boundary. I'm not respecting my children's boundary. Your boundaries. My boundaries Mm -hmm. and the boundaries of all the other people around me. Every decision that we make doesn't just affect us. It affects the whole realm around us. And so we have to be very conscious of the decisions that we're making and why we're doing things. Mm -hmm. So we had talked about family night dinners. It's phenomenal. And I would encourage every single one of you to do family night dinners, to open up your doors and be hospitable and let people in. The only way you're going to find the people who are supposed to be on the inner core of your village is trial and error, right? It's like dating. It's like dating. You have to date your friends. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, But what are those boundaries when you just realize that you've got Tuesday night dinner and you just can't do it? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That happens sometimes. Yeah. And you feel and and you don't want to let people down, but sometimes you need to be like, I can't do it. You can't do it. There is there's something that's inhibiting me from doing it in, in my boundary. And I can sense it. I know it because something's not sitting right. But I if I'm going to ignore the warning signs that this is a boundary that's getting crossed and it's yeah. going to my children are going to have a meltdown or, you know, I'm. Or my you feel hu- run down or something. I feel run down. Or mm-hmm. my husband is so heavy with work with the deadline. And he's like, I need to go back to the office after dinner tonight. We can't have company over. You've got to be comfortable to say, you know what? Can we replan this for another night? Yeah. Or- and, if you're, and if you're that good friend on the other end, to show them grace and say, yeah, no problem. This is life. This is life. Not be all mad and then, you know, 
resent them later and especially not tell them, you know? Absolutely. And we have so many boundary killers. Things that that come up and they absolutely blur the lines of our boundary and they blur them so much that when we look at the rings of our well-aged tree, which is our village, you can't define those blurred lines because they're all kind of melting into one another. And that's when we've gone too far and we're having unhealthy relationships with people. And we're not understanding that there's the outer village and there's the inner village. Proverbs 4.23 tells us, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So everything we do from uh, for others flows from our heart. And if we're not careful, the lines of our village we won't be able to define them. And then we feel a little lost. And then it goes right back into, remember the emotions? Then we feel anger and we react. And then we feel sadness. And then we feel anxiety. And all those things come up and they stir the pot. And then all of a sudden we're back to being lonely because we feel completely misunderstood in the village that we've gathered around us. And you know, Amber, it happens so fast sometimes. And then we're left going, what do I do now? Now I have to rebuild my village all over again. I've been burned or I'm hurt or I burned somebody else. If you establish healthy boundaries right from the get-go, we're not going to run into those problems or we're going to avoid them as best as possible. Right. I think you still run into them because we're human. Yes. But I think you will lessen that, you know, those chances of happening a lot. Absolutely. We talked about social media. That's a boundary killer. You know, we talked about the text messaging and understanding that boundary. Listen, I got life going on around me. And so I'm not attached to my phone 24. There are those of us who are not attached to our phones 24 seven. Right. Right. And we need to recognize that we need to be present. Uh, And for us to understand the boundaries around us, being present and understanding the world of what's going on. Um, within your village is really important to that. Yeah. You know, if you've got a friend, I mean, we all have those moments where we have a friend who's reaching out to us and it's the most inconvenient time that you can possibly think of, but her life's falling apart in that moment. That's when you've got to look at yourself and you got to go, what's the boundary in this? Yeah, because that's tough, right? Because we've talked about that having a village is not necessarily convenient. Right. So you got so you have to figure out, right? Okay, is this the non-convenient time that we're experiencing here or is this crossing a boundary? So do you have do you have an idea or a thought on that to kind of decipher that a little bit better? Yeah, if you have a friend who seems to send you text messages every day, and it's crisis after crisis after crisis, you do have to get to a point where you're like, listen, um, can we just, can we deal with one thing at a time? Or like, what is the major crisis in this moment that I can help you with? That's your boundary. If you've got someone that you've, you've relationship with and you understand this person and their personality and their heart, and they're reaching out to you in a moment, and it's something that you know is a big deal to that person because they're not they're not all for drama. They're not a dramatic person in your life. Right, right. That's when you go, this boundary is one that I'm going to set aside for this moment Yeah, because I'm needed. Right. And this is this is where the inconvenience sometimes of having a village comes into play. You right. know? And I'll use an example. You know, um, when I went to the ER not that long ago, because um, I was having major abdominal pain, 
So not having any family around, that really kind of, it, it skews your decision-making with going to the hospital. Cause you're like, okay, it's 9 p.m. at night on Saturday night. And we can't just call grandma to come on over while the girls are sleeping. So then that means I really have to make sure that I'm in enough pain to go to the hospital to have somebody come here. Okay. And, um, you know, so I had my uh, good friend, Mary come and, you know, of course it's inconvenience for her. She has four kids. I mean, they were probably all in bed, but still, and, um, she helps out and she works at the church and it would have been Sunday morning the next day, totally not convenient. And so, um, but you know, and if it was the weekday, she has to get her oldest on the bus. So that's still not convenient, right? So really, you know, you think about people when anything gets inserted in, it's never really convenient, right? Because if it's not part of your plan, it's it's not convenient. So, but the thing is, is this is where, you know, obviously I don't ask her for favors ever. You know, she obviously knew I was in pain. I didn't even call her, you know, Todd did. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm not even calling you because I'm in so much pain, you right. know. And so I do think that is important that if you have people that cry wolf all the time, then you, well, one, I don't know how close you want them to be in your inner circle. Right. Um, but that is definitely boundaries that you will have to put up very strong boundaries. And then, um, and then, but then also recognizing that when people are in crisis and they're part of your village, it most likely will be an inconvenience. Unfortunately, even though you're happy to do it, it you're going to have, there's going to be logistics that you're going to have to figure out. Yes. Yeah. Because that's life. Yeah. And you know, when someone's going through crisis and they reach out and they need you, are you going to put yourself out there right. to, to help that person? Because, yeah, then you're going to have a crisis. Mm-hmm. Are you going to want to be left standing there going, who do I reach out to? Right. It's the give and the take. Yeah. It's the expectation. It's you, you know, we can't have this mentality of you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. I'll scratch your back because I love you. Yeah. And when I need you to love me, you'll scratch mine. Yeah. But so often we don't we don't recognize that. And so it's not going to be in, it's going to be inconvenient for you and it's going to be inconvenient for them. And that's okay. Yeah. And you need to recognize the boundaries of the people that you're letting in. Are you constantly dropping everything for someone who's crying wolf like right. you put it? Yeah. That's not healthy. No. And, and it's this, just going to drain you. It's going to drain you. And is this person dropping life when you need them? Right. Yeah. You know, you can't harbor hurt or resentment over those things. Yeah. You just have to use wisdom and discernment and your moral compass to pick the people that you're going to do life with and, and have these intimate relationships with. Yeah. You know, uh, it's really interesting, too. Um, I heard this really great quote by Anne Lamott. She's a writer. And she had said, no is a complete sentence. It's, it's pretty simple. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that it is. No, period, is a complete sentence. Mm. Now, listen, you don't want to text that because people <laughs> retone in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, you're like, can, can you help me? No. No. Yeah, that's no. really bad. Right. Yeah. It's understanding that saying no is okay. Uh, there's a really great book called The Best Yes um, mm. uh, by Lisa Turkhurst, mm-hmm. and it's a great study. It's making wise decisions in the midst of endless demands, because let's be honest, the demands of life are endless. 
We talked about the season to season. It's like it doesn't necessarily get easier. It just changes. Right. And so she had this really great quote from her book, and it says, that daily stuff, those responsibilities that seem more like distractions, those things we want to rush and just get through to get on with bigger and better assignments of life, those things that are unnoticed, places of service, they are the very experiences from which we unlock the riches of wisdom. We've got to practice wisdom in the everyday places of our lives. Wisdom gives way to boundaries. You need to be wise in the choices that you're making and the boundaries that you're setting. And that wisdom is going to come in the everyday experiences of life. Yeah. And as we live them and we grow within them, the boundaries will get easier and easier. You know, the when and the boundaries, that is wisdom put into everyday practice. We have to remember, Amber, some of the greatest truths. What we put into our village, we receive in return. Mm. When we use healthy boundaries, we'll receive healthy boundaries from other people. We all have different constraints in our lives. And quite often we will allow uh, external influences to dictate a relationship. Yeah. But we can't always do that. So we need to identify what's important to us, what our needs are, our basic needs, and are we helping to fulfill the needs of other people, but maintaining those healthy boundaries in understanding the things that are going to set us off, understanding the things that could hurt us, yeah, uh, understanding that there's a right way to do things, there's a right way to speak to people, there's right. a right way to make your come your to bring your point across, there's a right way to love, and there are wrong ways to do all of those things. Yeah, it's trial and error. Right. Understand that your boundaries are going to come up, and you're going to find new boundaries come up in your life in those different seasons. It may not have been a boundary yesterday, but it's a boundary today. Yeah. And you have to be okay with that. I agree. Well, Melissa, thanks so much for coming on the show today. And you guys, make sure to join us next week for part five. It's why. What are our motivations in cultivating our village? See you next week. And there you have it. Hey, you guys, if you haven't already joined the Mom Inspired Show Facebook group, go ahead and do that today. You can go to mominspiredshow.com slash group. And this will take you to the area where you can click and it will directly take you then to Facebook. So this is a place that is private and you can ask questions or just comment on the episodes and see upcoming episodes coming down the pipeline. All right, you guys, I'll see you next week.